Hey everybody, the show where we talk about multiplayer game development and netcode. With us today is Sammy Duke. He's worked on Assassin's Creed, The Crew, Ghost Recon, Gears of War, and Apex Legends. Welcome to the show, Sammy. Hello, pleasure to be here. What are you playing right now, man? Uh, I just finished uh, Mad Max. Cool. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool open world. Uh, I, it does very little things differently. Like the, the combat loop is very simple. The infiltration loop is very simple. But it really sold you this post-apocalyptic universe mm -hmm. uh, very well. And the dialogue are extremely well written. Uh, yeah, very, very amazing to me. That's awesome. The, the post-apocalyptic scenarios are just not... They just don't feel realistic to me anymore with our current situation. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> a little too but, close to home these days. But, but uh, there's just all these mechanics around the car. I know you can upgrade yeah. it and, and the characters around it that really sells this universe very well. And uh, it works in a, in a small, like, contained open world. That's very, cool. Yeah, very impressed by what they did. That's awesome. Hey, so let's talk about some more technical subjects. Um, so one thing, one thing I really sort of really stuck out looking at your career is you're actually really similar to me. So I spent a lot of my career working on multiplayer games doing peer-to-peer. -peer. Mm -hmm. And then and then I kind of saw the light, you know, working with working at respawn on the client server stuff. And I, I'm never doing a peer-to-peer -peer game again. So oh, yeah. what's what's your take? I know I love peer-to-peer. -peer. Yeah. <laughs> What's the story? Why do you like peer-to-peer? -peer? Because it's hard. It's hard to get it's, right. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, but it's also like scary hard, like NP complete hard. Like there might not be a solution for this, or I can't prove that it's working, but I think it works most of the time. So it's scary. So one of my fondest memory in game dev about that was to work on the crew. Because I think mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was the best peer-to-peer -peer tech I I've seen to date. Yeah. And it, it's a bit sad because they don't advertise it much. And they, I don't even think Ubisoft knows they have the best peer-to-peer -peer tech there. But well, now they do. Now they're going to see it. Now Ubisoft. they do. Ubisoft. <laughs> you pay attention to Sammy here. Um, but it's very, very, very interesting technical solution. I, I always regret a bit to went to the server side too soon. And so okay. I never had to do my own <sighs> tech on this strategy. But yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I got to go do peer to peer on God of War, and it just about broke me. So, I've I've had my fill of peer to peer, and uh, no no more, thank you. Um, but I, I still think there is a lot of techniques like determinism and so on that yeah. we could, that we could take back to the server side to make it lighter. Yeah, that's a good point. That, so the the GGPO cell stuff. Uh, not really. No, it's more no, about not the rollback. Okay. No, no rollback. I'm, I'm more speaking about when you have a lot of NPCs and mm -hmm. AIs and so on, you, you can pre-compute a lot of stuff uh, with a determinism. And I oh, of course. So you, you would be kind of triggering them on something and they would be evaluating a fully deterministic action. And then you would only have to synchronize the beginning of that action potentially. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And that's really I've, smart. For me, it's very interesting to explore the solution. Uh, and yeah. We'll see if we'll see what Respawn does, but uh, okay. it's, it's always in the back of my mind. Well, Apex Legends 5, peer-to-peer, -peer, you've heard <laughs> it here first. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. So, so uh, you, you like peer-to-peer. -peer. Do you enjoy host migrations and nat traversal? Yeah, actually, I saw pretty elegant solution to that. So I'm kind okay. of 
I'm, uh, that stuff I'm glad not to have dealt with. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of frustrated to never have to. Are you uh, are you a masochist, Sammy? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Okay. No, but I, I I like my job. I like engineering because it's hard. <laughs> you know, I like to, I yeah. want to do hard stuff. Like yeah. it's it's really what drives me. Like always pushing. Like what can be done and so on. That's so, really cool. So peer-to-peer is one of those aspects that, yeah, yeah. it's hard. Well, but... d- distributed programming is one of the hardest yeah. things on the planet. Yeah, distributed that's... consensus and peer-to-peer. And then considering security and cheating issues and what can be distributed and what can't. I, I mean, I, I, I don't exaggerate. When I think I've had a mental breakdown over debugging peer-to-peer and my brain broke, like yeah. it's it's that complex. Yeah, um, so... so let's talk about latency. So what are the sort of things that... Let's let's go back to the client server world. So what are what are some of the things that that you do in Apex Legends to sort of work with latency for players? You've got a lot of latency. There's people playing over distance. Some people play cross region. You mm-hmm. you have very very good quality servers distributed around the world, and but some people still get latency. So what what do you, what do you do in game to help with that? So, yeah, we are not in the camp of saying uh, you should play with the lowest, lowest latency. Or you, okay. we, are, we are looking at to allow the maximum number of people to play the game. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So we are very high latency. Like you can play the game around 200 milliseconds. I would so say. You, 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 you've worked out the range where like it's, it's playable and yep. you've, you've done a lot of work to make it playable so that the most people can enjoy the game. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. that would be my main take. Like, there is nothing mm-hmm. more. You, you cannot compliment me more than saying, like, this guy from some island is able to enjoy the game, and it's one of the only multiplayer games he's able to enjoy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the best uh, compliments you can make me. Or maybe, yeah. for example, like Asia, like there is a lot of footing issue in Asia. And yeah, so, the hairpins are crazy there, especially around Singapore. It's not, yeah. no fault of anybody. It's just the internet just doesn't necessarily always take the right route so. maybe a bit of politics but yeah and yeah, uh, yeah it's fair yeah. and and so when people for example from australia can compete against people against japan it's very interesting yeah uh it's actually very yeah i've got i've got to i've got to do a shout out for some buddies of mine um go to onecode.com so one qode.com they're doing this really cool thing where they're um they're setting up server hosting inside Guam, which is central from Asia through to Australia. It's like halfway. Yeah. It's like the it's like the magic point for APAC cross region play. So ch- check them out. Free. This will be five thousand dollars. Thank you very much, OneCode. Okay. I, I think Valve does that now for for CS:GO competition. That's great. Uh, uh, the regional yeah. competition for esports is 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 a pretty big thing, and. Uh, you, you know, like it's kind of like about finding a, a central server where it's fair for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, yeah, yeah. Our, our main point is fairness. Like, okay. you should not be advantaged because you have, you happen to live in a city with very low latency and you have access okay. to fiber and so on. Of course, you should play the game fine and so on. Yep. But from a fairness point of view, uh, who shot the best uh, win? Yep. Yep, makes perfect sense. So and, and so, yeah. To come back to your original question, yeah, we have uh, so we have local interpolation, so it's smooth mm-hmm. and so on, and we have very large uh, like compensation buffers. Uh, basically, that's mostly a memory budget at this point. When you have good algorithm. Yep. 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 So so lag comp is on the server when I'm shooting. It means if I shoot from my point of view, I get the kill. Generally speaking, 
Yeah. So the way I explain it usually is that it's like you play in the past, but you also have as much version of the game as there is players. Like everyone is seeing okay. a version of the game yeah. that with like compensation that is unique to them in a sense. I, I like to call this the time stream of that player. Every, every player has their own local time stream and it's unique to them. And including yeah. where everybody else is, is actually unique to them too, because yeah. they're seeing something a little bit behind where the server is really having that person. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was saying like, and we are a competitive shooter, so we have to rewind animation and so on. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and yeah, we take a lot of pride. I think it's one of the most, mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of the big selling points of Apex to be able to, to play even your friend. I, I can play with my friend in, in France. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. So I, 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 yeah. I, I remember um, at one point when I was working on a previous game, uh, I, I screwed up the lag compensation and the designers and Drew, Drew noticed in single player that I'd screwed up the lag comp. In oh, single yeah. player with no lag, he, he, he felt it. So it's, it's, it's actually making such a big difference in the feeling of the game that these features that are hiding latency in multiplayer the designers, the designers, and some of the players are professionals uh, on on the dev team, and uh, these are people who are so sensitive to something not feeling right when you shoot somebody that they notice that even single player. And oh, I yeah. was I was pretty much blown away at that point. Oh yeah, it's great. Like they miss if a shot does not register, like you, yeah. you're in big trouble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I actually remember talking with um, I interviewed John before in the previous interview, and. When I first started working with John, um, you know, I was coming from the peer-to-peer -peer world, and I'm and I'm like, wait, wait, John, like, what do you mean you don't extrapolate? He's like, oh, no, yeah, because because <laughs> you want to be shooting at something real, right? Yeah. He's like, John was telling me is basically like, if you shoot and someone's crouched and you shoot at their kneecap, you hit their kneecap. The the at the full animation state is actually synchronized and accurate, so that those shots are actually registered. Yeah. And it's, that, it's, that blew my mind. It's actually all we like it registration issue. So you think you hit someone and you have the feedback of hitting someone, but actually there is no damage made because the server didn't register the so it registration or no edge for the and so when we debug no edge, so what I did is like when you hit someone, when you no edge, I will display uh, the bones and the hitbox. You want to see the bones and where they are and then... And the, and the state. Yeah. And so then you can pause the engine and you can move the camera around and see the trajectory and so on. And when you go to the logs, you see like the animation markers, like and they need to match and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it's and it's pretty grueling process because it's really yeah, frame by frame. Like Yeah, yeah. Now that's, that's, that's really amazing. And... Um... I, I just like as a dev who's worked on I, I've I've got no no credit for Apex whatsoever, but um, you know working with the same crew, uh, th this whole team takes like literally like you're sh you're you're shooting and you miss the knee by like you know it looks like you hit but you miss by ten centimeters and but you really should have hit. This is something where this team stops everything and debugs and works out what's going on. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, we yeah, and we had some at some point we we let we, we let one of those those pass uh, in retail and player. Oh, did they they found out right away. Oh, yeah, they find out right away. I mean, the and players know. 
the, the pe people act like the players don't. The players know and feel everything. When you have a game this large, they find it right away. They notice something's different, and they let you know. And so, what's great about working in a live game is that you you will have a second chance, so it will get patched and you mm -hmm. will keep mm -hmm. iterating. So, but you have to put in place things for for it to not happen again. So you put yeah. it's yeah. what I put like visual debug clue when it happens on screen. Oh. So when people play test, they they can I say, love, oh yeah, I love the if you can pause the game and and scrub frames and and have that visual debug up. That stuff is that is that that is that is exciting debugging, like yeah. relatively for debugging, which is totally boring. But but visualizations that help you debug really weird issues that you won't be able to see from logs, yeah, uh, it, it, it's such a superpower. I mean, our tech, I think our tech is is very mature now, so it's mm -hmm. it's pretty good. So they are mostly like little math errors that run yeah. up to usually, and so yeah, so the repro is most of the work. Like there is no. So there's no big bug in the system per se. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Okay, so uh, why don't we talk a little bit about matchmaking? So you, you do, do you work on the matchmaker yourself? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm. Let's say I'm a really high skilled player in Apex. I'm, I'm like, I'm like Drew. Okay, uh, and, and or or pretty much any anyone on the design team. Um, I I would get destroyed in in daily playtests way back when I was there. I was absolutely terrible. So, um, but I'm a really high skill player. What, do, what what's your goal for a high skill player when they're matching on Apex? What do you want to happen? How do you do it? So okay, so we have multiple game modes, uh, which we would call the pubs, so the public matchmaking, let's say. So it's what we call SBMM in the yeah. in the lingo. So skill based. Skill based. Yeah. Uh, so you you you. So I see matchmaking as an extension of game design is in a sense, like it, yeah. what, what are you trying to achieve with your game modes? What people? Yeah. Uh, so SBMM is something a bit more relaxed uh, and trying to assess uh, your skill, but on a short period of time, mostly mm -hmm. like it's something a bit volatile. So it's not going to stay. It's not going to say you are this level. And you're, you're not, you're not really trying to rank people. You're just trying to find them good matches. Yeah, you're trying to produce fun. Yeah, that's it. And particularly for for public matches, like you're trying to... And if they are having a bad day, they will fast, they will go in matches that, that match the mood of the day, basically. Uh, ranked is very different because uh, the Battle Royale uh, ranked is pretty... Um, yeah, it's pretty tense. So what we try to do there is to pack... Because we need to find 60 people of the same level, which is quite impossible mm -hmm. uh, in most of the time. It's literally uh, impossible. Yeah. So you try to pack as much people as you can. So you do a lot of math and analytics to, to mm -hmm. say, okay, the optimal wait time now is... <laughs> okay. So, you, uh, so you, you, you're, now, you're now working the constraints now. Right, you're now. I don't want to wait forever to play because people yeah. people are going to get pretty antsy after about forty five seconds, yeah. maybe maybe a minute at the most. I mean, I'm an average. I'm sure is way lower than that, right? But I mean, it depends. But it, it depends of your skill bracket. The more skilled okay. you are, the more you accept to wait. Okay, so it's like a it's like a queue, like a League of Legends type queue when you're super skilled. It's like it's going to take time to find somebody. Yeah, yeah. So we makes sense. Yeah, we tune by by skill usually. Uh, also, you have different. You have the ability to do different matchmaking tunings by skill bracket. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's actually, pretty cool. I didn't know that. Huh. And so and so you.
then you it's a lot of analytics but it's you work with data scientists to figure out the pattern and so on okay. and you try also so what i do usually it's beginning of each season i watch the season before mm-hmm. because every season the rank reset so so it's like starting fresh and i have basically a list of high profile name are you starting fresh with skill as well or rank or help yeah help ranked understand. yeah yeah, okay. yeah with skill yeah okay and uh, so I watch these people. I watch the pattern, what they did. Like, are these people trying to evade the hard match by going to low pop uh, data centers? Also bo- boosting. Yeah, yeah k- kind of. Kind of? As they trying to game the system, basically. Okay. okay. Uh, how long do they play, etc. Because sometimes people change data centers depending on the hours and so on. So you okay. try you try to fight that a bit because they. So in your matchmaking, you let people select where they want to play. Yes. And and that's so that they can have like a local crew at a certain time, or because it's it's actually quite a big decision. Many games just kind of go auto match, and you don't have any choice. Yeah, but, it's, but... it has a lot of implication. Well, it's right. Okay. Um, yeah, we let people pick. Yeah, I don't. Not having I, choice I... is very frustrating as a player. Yes, and particularly when you play friend, and because we have this story of having very high latency possible, it's we are able to play with very high latency. So sometimes people knows better on which data center everyone in their group. Yeah, yeah. So so that's the thing is like often when you're writing a matchmaker and and you take on the weight of deciding where everybody plays. Yeah, and taking if you take the control away from them you are kind of taking the responsibility of every single decision that they may have made where they would have liked to be now responsible for. And it's almost impossible as an engineer to know what they were wanting. (laughs) It's impossible really to do that. Um, So that's cool. So let people select where they play. And so we, so there is a caveat to that. We don't like very high skill brackets. They get data centers usually too. Because the population is so low. I mean, it's it's a chicken egg problem. Like you want to make like the high skill, uh, like a bit elitist. You know, it's a very close club. Okay. Like you, you really have to be the best. But it means in a data center, in a in a in a BR, uh, like because there's very few of them. You cannot. So you 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 sort of have like. I'm not fully understanding. So help me understand. Mm-hmm. Is it that the really high skill players are only playing with other really high skill players? Or is it that they're in like a like certain servers only are enabled for them? They are merged with lower skill at some point, but we try okay. to consolidate them all. Oh, the, so you have a mul- you have a multi-pass algorithm where you're like, get me get me my my badasses, yeah. and now we'll fill the team out and we'll distribute and it's kind of like picking yeah. people to play soccer, right? Yeah, sure, sure. It's yeah, like you get you you line up and it's like you pick the the really really fast guy. It, it's <laughs> actually pick the, they pick the second fastest guy, and then it, and then yeah. I get picked last. It's it's <laughs> no. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. Uh, it's Literally. yeah. It's a, it's very it's a very similar algorithm. Yeah. Okay, that's really yeah. interesting. So and, yeah. So sorry, I interrupt you. Go ahead. We we also have another game mode now that is okay. called Arenas that is closer that is three d three. Oh, that's a big difference from sixty. Yeah, and so wow. it's, it's basically a game mode where you can experience the gunplay. All the time, like okay. you, and uh, and and the design 
design constraint on this game. A totally was... different matchmaking for that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. The, right. the, the design constraint was super interesting. It's, so, so not uh... only do you have matchmaking that's different depending on skill level, mm-hmm. and you have special structures for really high school players, you also have potentially different matchmaking algorithms or tuning for different game modes based yeah. on the design of yeah. how you want people to play those. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Well, probably uh, not, actually. You guys, are pretty, you guys are pretty open with what you do. So, yeah. you know, I, I like it. So what's fantastic about that is that, well, it's what I like about Respawn. And like, it's completely well described there. Like, we have a design goal and mm-hmm. we are going to do whatever it takes to achieve it. Yeah. Like, because most of the company would use enough the shelf uh, matchmaking mm-hmm. and we'll have I'll, like... I'll buy the true skill matchmaker. Exactly. And you... And yeah. you will have your true skill 2.0, whatever, yeah. uh, across all your matchmaking. That's, that's your great if you're, playing, if you're playing chess or if you're playing Go. Those algorithms like ELO and true skill are really, really good. But um, skill, is, skill is something that changes a little faster. Like you, you've had a beer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Fridays, you're not as skilled as the other, other, uh, other evenings. And, and so because we are custom matchmaking, yeah. I, I like to say we have three match, different matchmaking, basically. The, okay. the, battle, the public battle royale, the ranked battle mm-hmm. royale, and the arena, the so you're, arena you're, matchmaking. You're almost treating them like distinct, diff- well, you are treating them like distinct different games with different rules for matchmaking, with different intentions and different sort of experiences that you're trying to give for your players. Yeah, completely. Yeah, wow. completely. And I think it's one of the success of the game. It's like, yeah. It's it it's tailored. Match, matchmaking is a player. big deal. Like yeah. like you've got see here's the thing. Like you've got you've got an engine all the way back to Quake, right? So it's based on Source Engine, which is originally from Quake, yeah. and then Respawn has been working on that for for like more than a. Is it a, is it quite a decade? It probably is almost yeah. a decade now. I think it's um, over. Yeah, yeah, and so you've got an engine that let's face it, like it's it works. Right, like your client side prediction works, your latency compensation works. As you said, a few rounding errors here and there. Um, but then, where do you where do you make it unique? Where do you make it apex? It's the design, right? Yeah, I think it's the design, and, it, and it's yeah. how people play. It's how you make people play with the matchmaker that serves that up. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I, I mean, the, the thing that weapon. In, the thing that impressed me the most when I joined was the designers. Uh, yeah, it's a great crew. Yeah, clearly, clearly another another class. Like, mm-hmm. and they're technical too. Like, they code the game. Oh themselves. yeah, yeah. Well, still writing everything in Lua, right? Like, yeah, kind uh, of. Yeah, the screen, yeah. screen earlier, but yeah. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I remember uh, just like honestly, like a lot of the designers, and some of them really were just engineers who liked to do design more. It's like it, it's it's. You, it's really cool to have an extremely technical design team. And then, and then you also have people who are just not technical, but just absolutely amazingly creative. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's not a bunch of engineers as designers. There's a really big mix, but uh, I did notice a very strong technical element in the design team. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's another one of the secrets of success there. I mean, they can prototype themselves. And yeah. so, and so yeah. they, they know very fast, like the visions they had in their head, if it's the good way to go or not. Uh, yeah. And I, for me, it's really what makes a difference with this game studio. Like, like it's a result of a culture. So the game itself is a result of a very specific culture. Okay. So. That's brilliant. So let's go back to matchmaking very briefly. Mm-hmm. We've looked at it from the really high skill level. 
Now let's look at it as like, I am, I am just joining Apex Legends mid-season for the first time. I want to have a good time. Yeah. What do you do? What, how do you help me? <laughs> but you can play. So you, you will have to play the tutorial. Okay. Uh, I still suck. I still suck after the tutorial. And so you still suck. I'm terrible. And, but you, when you start to play, you, you start in the, in the new bracket. <laughs> okay. So you, so you have a bracket for people yeah. to come in. Okay. And you play a bit together. So there's so there's sort of protection, and you tend to, you're trying to help me play with other people who also just coming in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something we are not very good at. So if you play with a friend that is not that is out right. of the no bucket, you you will get also out yeah. of the no bucket. And it's something I want to work on a bit uh, because I I think we can get better at this uh, to it's onboard one of the, people. One of the really challenging things about team-based games and parties is just, I mean, people, people want to play with their friends and they want to be on the same team. Yeah. Right. And that's a hard requirement that actually makes it harder to find where they should play. Yeah. It makes it harder to balance teams and, and, it, and it kind of makes it harder to just do matchmaking in general. So, yeah. so if you, if you're a new player and you party up with your buddy and he's the pro level guy, you're, are you going to get pulled to the pro server? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so basically, the party is the party is the thing that effectively this is this is overriding all the other matchmaking things. I must play with my friends. Yeah. Cool. I, I have a lot of uh, of a work item to to address this. I mostly know I'm going to solve the problem. It's yeah. just a it's just a question of execution now. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think it's something we we can really get better at. Cool. So let me let me summarize to sort of help that I make sure that I understand because I, I find this super interesting. Um, and ev everyone's approach is really unique because it's as unique as their game. Yeah, of course. It's it, it, it's it's from the game. It makes the game. It's a feedback loop each season with making it better. Seeing like and you know what, Sammy, like you don't you don't just you you don't just like tune some parameters and pull a patch out. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I mean it's not. It's not a black box. We do it literally. We code. Yeah, but everything. but you get the data and then you iterate, don't you? Yeah, that's the key. Because you're we, like, I think this will do X, and then you're going to go see what happened with your data scientist, and then you're going to go, it did X, but it also did Y. Yeah, Why exactly. did it do Y? All right, now I'm I've got my hotfix coming in now. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay, so let's switch to a different topic. So cheating. Yeah. A lot of players are complaining about cheating in Apex. What, what's going on and what are you guys doing to stop it? So what's going on? Yeah. So, so very popular game. So mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. attacked a lot, a uh, lot of uh, mostly pay, pay to use cheats. Okay. Uh, so literally yeah. marketplaces where people pay money to get hacks and exploits for your game. Yeah. Uh, also, also we use a uh, we use an anti cheat that is a uh, uh, an off the shelf solution. Also, okay. so there is already exploit from other games that can be backport to our game. So mm -hmm. that's also a problem. Uh, I mean, given the popularity of Apex, it's certainly the opposite that happens. Other games that suffer from like the, yeah, I mean, look, the research we, of it. What 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 should I take? What should I take from this that? That an engine with 20, 20 plus years of heritage with one of the best game teams in the world 
care so much about the experience and people are still cheating it because I know you guys are doing everything right. You're doing everything on the server. The server is authoritative. The client isn't trusted. The network model is correct. And, and people are still finding ways to cheat. Yeah. Can it even be, can it even be one? (laughs) Can it be even? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I cannot be too specific, but yeah, we have. Yeah. 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 uh, This is, this is one of those we're on it sort sort of situations. I mean, you say like the network model is correct and so on, but we always we always introduce mistakes that we are mm-hmm. that we are that <laughs> that people tend to exploit very fast, so we fix them yeah, pretty yeah. fast. I mean, compared compared to like uh, a classic thing would be like like when I'm shooting someone, I'm I'm not really shooting them on my computer. Yeah, you're yeah, making yeah. you're making it with massive amounts of engineering effort. You're making it look and feel like that, but in such a way that you can you can fake shoot someone on your local machine as all day. It's not actually going to count. Yeah, it's right. True. It's, it's what the server does. So, I mean, that's that's like it's literally the best of breed networking. Like for this genre of game, this is it. This this is world class stuff. Um, so I guess you're dealing with. Is it is it paid cheats for like wall hacks and and uh, aimbots or what, what yeah, sort of cheats mo- are out there? It's mostly aimbots. Uh, okay. It's mostly aimbots. Yeah, wall hacks is not that. It's important, but they mostly use it to yeah to find their prey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it's mostly it's mostly aimbot. The it's kind of interesting because the, titi, the, the time to kill in Apex is pretty high. So it takes a long yeah, time to kill someone. It's not Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike, it, well, Counter-Strike is like instant almost. Yes. It's, it, so, it's, so, it's, um, so when you say time to kill is high, it means it takes a longer period of time. Yes. You're not like, you're not like one shot. No, yeah. Okay, got it. More, more than one clip. Okay. That gives, and, you, that gives you folks some options there. Yeah. So, yeah. So we... Yeah, there is a lot of analytics to be done, a lot of technical solutions explored. Uh, it's, a, it's a hard topic also. It's a very hard topic and the, the investment is very long. And all the resources that we use to work on that, we don't work on the game also. So yeah, that's, that's sort of a tragic thing is like all the time yeah. that you spend on this, you'd rather be spending on, you know, n- new legends, new abilities, cool stuff. New gameplay I'm, elements. Yeah, some, something I'm very passionate about currently is like make the game use less bandwidth. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a, it's always with the idea of latency, it goes pair with latency. Like some people don't have very good internet and yeah. good bandwidth, there's a lot of congestion. So that's really that's really worthy because if you start pushing too much down that pipe, especially in the up direction, but also in the down, um, you can you can really buffer bloat somebody, especially outside of the the you know major cities. Yeah. And uh, I, I did a lot of work on that before um, on, on a previous game. I did it from the first title that you guys came out with. On, mm-hmm. on the second one, I did a bunch of bandwidth optimization from one to two. And it's one of the things I'm most proud of. I did a lot of optimizations on load time because everybody was complaining about the load time. And I was like, it's, I'm, I'm developing this game and I'm, I'm sad about that. And they gave, I didn't have an SSD. So, of course, my load time was terrible. Right. So yeah. I spent, I, I, I debugged and worked out like, what is that? Do you really need to do this here? <laughs> and it turned out that I could get it from like 10 seconds down to two. So, so I was like, I was like, yeah, good job, Glenn. All right. And then I went <laughs> off and did some real work, but like the bandwidth optimizations too, it's like, you know, that when you do these, you're making someone who couldn't play the game before be able to play it and enjoy it now. 
Yeah. And it's really addictive, actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love optimization. Um, how about CPU and memory optimizations? Are you guys like oh, yeah. wanting to pack more stuff in as well? That's the other thing that's addicting is like, <laughs> if I can make this more efficient, the designers can have 10 times as many of these. And that would be super cool because they could do more stuff. Yeah, on the server, mostly on the server because like- Okay, because that's we, where all the game runs because it's yeah. a server game. Um, the vault, that, I'm you're really to, only, it's, it's where I work on, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're primarily working on the server side of the game. Yeah. And, and, and for anyone who's worked on a peer-to-peer -peer game or stuff like that, like when you're on the client, the only real simulated entity is kind of yourself and your weapon. Yeah. And, and everything else is an interpolation of what's coming from the server and snapshots. So the, 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 at least as I remember, I may be talking out of my ass, but um, this was true when I was there. But the server is so CPU bound because it's doing all of the gameplay and all of the work and all the resolution of shots and health and, and everything. And the client now just can basically do everything on rendering. That was, that was sort of the vision. Have the client do rendering. <laughs> Spend the CPU on the rendering. Yeah. So, cool. Terminal. Cool, cool. Yeah, not, not quite a dumb terminal, but close. Okay. So, which brings me to the sort of the final section here. Let's talk about some funny bugs you've experienced. And I, I want to volunteer my own funny bug. Um, sometime on a previous game, I was debugging Raimi's code. And during my load, load time optimizations, I, I think we had a rare bug that only showed up like once in QA and then I put an alert in there so that QA would catch it. I made it, yeah. a, pro a, a, full a, I made it a full message box. <laughs> Fucking three years later on Apex Legends, there's a Reddit thread about please show Glenn. And that was, that was my embarrassing uh, funny bug. Uh, what sort of funny bugs have you seen? I just want to, to bounce on this before because uh, I called up John right away and I'm like, I am so sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> Apex Legend is potentially a game that is going to live forever, like yeah. as, as much as there is players. And it completely changed the way you think about engineering, you know? Mm -hmm. But because, for example, if you speak about what we call persistence, like the save game of a player, mm -hmm. it's potentially something that is going to grow forever. Yeah, uh, and so it brings scal scalability issues, and so there is bug edge case that you may yeah. thought will never happen, but start happening just because of the lifetime yeah. of the game. So it's also big, a big, a big endeavor. A lot of time that we spend on scaling up all the systems that were uh, planified for games that have a, a lifetime of two years, for example. You know, and it's something that. Uh, people should not underestimate like the amount of uh, of redesigning scalable systems mm -hmm. uh, compared to the we ship a game in a box model. Yeah, yeah, uh, it really it really is a live living game. Yeah, cool. So, what what sort of bugs have you seen in your career? You, you told me the other day about the Silver Surfer bug. Tell us about. Oh that. yeah, yeah, I love this one. So one of the one of the hardest thing I did in my in my career was the the kill cam on Gears Five. And, and so we talk a bit about it. Like it's um, replay system are the, are the toughest things to do. Yeah. Uh, because basically you need to show exactly what happened before. And it's not really how it works. <laughs> it's so, not really what happened. It's what you think happened. Yeah, from exactly. From your point of view. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so it's Gears 5 is obviously Unreal Engine. 
So uh, an Unreal Engine, you do it a bit particularly. You record. It's basically playing uh, on Gears Five. It's basically replaying a demo, a demo file on mm -hmm. top of the live gameplay. So when the thing is over, uh, you can go back as fast as possible to to the gameplay. It's a bit different, so you duplicate some. Uh... So you you have a parallel demo being rendered while the live game is kind of running underneath. Yes, it's still there, but not. But it's not really that the demo is injecting into the live game. Yes, yes, and so and so to make it load fast, I you reuse assets that are already loaded from the live game, and right. so and so the kill cam will borrow those. For example, the skins. In gears, like the characters are silver, uh, are silver surfer. Like they are, they are kind of mannequin, silver mannequin. Okay, you know? because because you you got the wrong reference to their skin. Yeah, exactly. So Brilliant. you copy you copy all this reference and so on and so. So and it, it, it it ended up being an Easter. Did it end up being like an Easter egg or something cool that would happen every now and then? Or no, it was live actually. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible bug. But please, uh, please show Sammy the silver yeah, surfer Sammy. bug. Cool. But, but for me, it's pretty funny because like the, it shows a bit how it's done to people like that. You, you're nitty gritty character like in Gears of War, like they're very, like they're it's very beasty, you know, it's very yeah. bloody and, and hyper masculine. And yeah. so in the middle of that, you have a guy that is all shiny and bouncing between rocks. Yeah. So I, I've, I've got another bug that isn't as embarrassing as Please Show Glenn. Um, I worked on Tribes Vengeance. Um, back at a way, way back in like 2005 or something like that. Um, and uh, that was back at Irrational Games, uh, which was a super cool and very different studio to all the other ones I worked on, including Respawn. Um, but uh, we, this is a game where you can jetpack and kind of ski around the level. And uh, it's a classic bug that I've seen on multiple titles because every time you work on a turret in a game, at some point that turret's going to get up and walk around and start shooting at you. Because you impl always implement the turret as oh, yeah yeah it's a it's a pawn it's a soldier but but you can't move, right? Yeah. And then somehow some event happens that triggers it to go into a a state where it's now allowed to move. So in tribes, it actually ran the the turret on a ship actually started jetpacking and skiing down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had the same bug on Apex like. You have a character that his ultimate is about putting down a big, big, big minigun. Yeah. <laughs> and some people put it on another character as a mini drone that flag and so on. And so people found out that they can put the, the minigun on the, on the drone. So now you have a flying minigun with someone on it <laughs> shooting at you. Okay, that's, that's cool. I can one-up you. I've got one better. This is a really old-school classic one from Raf Koster from Ultima uh, Online. Um, they, they implemented, you used to have a knapsack, you could store all your gear in it. Mm -hmm. And there was a bug where you would put your horse in the knapsack. Cause I think you were getting on the horse, you know, like the classic thing that you do, you get on, you get on a horse, you're not really getting on a horse. You're kind of, you're wearing horse pants yeah, yeah. or like game, game development is smoke and mirrors. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you're not really, you're not really getting into a Titan. Right, like yeah. your mesh is swapped, and suddenly now your player mesh is instantly in a single frame a titan. But it feels and looks like you did that, right? And in this case, in Ultima Online, I'm pretty sure you were riding a horse, but they hacked it up in such a way that um, you put on horse pants. It wasn't really the horse, and then, then they put the horse in your inventory, and then this this went on for like a while, and then 
they found that it was randomly crashing because what was happening was that the horse was inside your inventory, which was implemented as another level and it was eating your items. Amazing. So that's emergence right there. Hey, on that note, Sammy, thanks heaps for spending time with us today and uh, keep up the good work on Apex, mate. See you later. Pleasure. Cheers, everybody. Here's the hard truth. The internet doesn't care about your game. After all the blood, sweat and tears you put into making your game, you launch and some players get terrible network performance. What can you do about it? Build your own internet? This is why we created... Network Next is a radically new way of linking networks together. It's a new internet. One where networks compete on a neutral marketplace to carry your game's traffic. Network Next puts you, the game developer, in control of the network. We monitor every player's network performance and you choose when to accelerate them. Not only will you see better network performance for your players, you'll also have the security of knowing that if one network is congested, we switch to another in seconds. Now you control the network.